0: fourth and the podcast listeners you got Kev Dan and Stevie P coming at you what's going on fellas what's
1: going on fellas What's going on world what's going on listeners what's up guys all
0: right so today we are going to go over some recent news and we are going to get into our week one rankings football is finally back week one starts tomorrow I know everybody's excited about it so we're going to get you ready for you know your week one matchups and and You know, just go over some of our discrepancies in our ranks. I mean, uh, if you want to take a look at our full ranks, you can uh, check them out on our website at www.fourthandinchesff.com as www.the number four, T-H-N-I-N-C-H-E-S-F-F.com. You got a bunch of content on there. You got articles, blogs, player profiles, and you can subscribe to our VIP content. This will give you access to a bunch of DFS info, and it will still give you access to our cheat codes, which is the we're going to update monthly to keep you updated on what's going on with these offenses around the NFL. Um, So check those things out, and also look for us on the Fantasy Life app. We're going to be doing a bunch of start sick questions throughout the year. So, you know, look for us on the Fantasy Life app, and if you're listening to us now, make sure you hit that subscribe button and give us a five-star rating. So, with that being the case, let's go into this week's news. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. All right. So, Dolphins coach Brian Flores says Kenyon Drake will get a lot of touches in week one. Eagles tight end Dallas Goddard was a full participant at Wednesday, Wednesday's practice. Mari Cooper, full participant in practice on Wednesday. DK Metcalf is practicing Wednesday. Kyle Shanahan said that wide receiver Jalen Hurd is week to week. Uh, Cam Newton was not listed on the Panthers' in, official injury report for week one. Stefan Diggs did not participate in practice um, on Wednesday for an undisclosed reason. Giants right tackle Mike Remmers has a little back issue and isn't practicing on Wednesday. Trey Burton um, has that groin injury, and he is questionable for uh, Thursday's game against the Packers. Um, According to Albert Breer, the Eagles offer Jordan Howard and a swap of mid-round picks to the Chargers in exchange for holdout Melvin Gordon. Uh, Jordan Reed remains in the league's concussion protocol Wednesday. Uh, Robbie Anderson is practicing Wednesday. He's been dealing with a little calf issue. Uh, Doug Peterson confirmed Deshaun Jackson will play in week one against the Redskins. Coach Freddie Kitchens confirmed Odell Beckham is ready to go for week one. Uh, Titans placed kicker Ryan Suckup on injured reserve. Uh, Dolphins have Kenyon Drake listed as their number one running back on their depth chart. ESPN's Jordan Rainin reports the Giants are planning on... Evan Ingram playing a massive role this season. I like hearing that. Jane Slater reports, uh, NFL Networks, Jane Slater reports, the plan right now is for Ezekiel Elliott to get 20 to 25 reps against the Giants in Week 1. Cowboys, of course, as you probably heard, signed Ezekiel Elliott to a six-year, $90 million extension. Uh, NFL's Networks, Ian Ravenport reports that Melvin, Tr- Melvin Gordon trade just does not sound like it's actually going to happen. Uh, Jared Goff signed a four year, $134 million extension that includes an NFL record $110 million in guaranteed money. Uh, one team has reportedly uh, had preliminary discussions with the Chargers uh, for a trade for Melvin Gordon. That's according to ESPN's Josina Anderson. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald, Christian Kirk, and Michael Crabtree were listed as the starters on the Cardinals' depth chart. Interesting. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott is in shape to play Sunday, according to his agent. Kenny Stills was listed as Will Fuller's backup on the Texans' depth chart. Uh, Falcons owner Arthur, Arthur Blank says he is very close to a deal with Julio Jones. The 49ers' unofficial depth chart. Uh, lists Matt Breda as the team's number one over Tevin Coleman. Uh, Dante Pettis is listed as a number one receiver on the 49ers' unofficial depth chart. Trey Barton groin remained limited in Tuesday's practice. Ian Rappaport reports holdout left tackle Trent Williams could report as early as week two. That's interesting. Uh, Bengals signed Giovanni Bernard to a two-year $10.3 million extension. Um, and Chargers signed Mike Pouncey to a one year, $9 million extension. And that looks like it's pretty much, Oh, uh, Cowboys signed right tackle. Lyle Collins to a five year extension. Um, so that looks like it's pretty much everything for the news. Uh, any of this stuff
1: you guys want to touch on? If you drafted Zeke Elliott and you are not starting him, you are a fool. I don't care. If they say he's getting limited touches, uh, you start Zeke, period. You know, don't even worry about it. It's not even something you should think about. It should be an automatic. You should be starting Zeke. And that's basically from all the news that, you know, we heard today. It's really the only thing I really want to hit on. I've had a couple of people ask me, you know, oh, do we start Zeke this week? He came in really late.
2: Yes, you start Zeke, period. Yeah, He pretty much got the same touches as Todd Gurley and a bunch of other starting running backs. So it's, it, you know, as long as as long as he was in Cabo keeping himself in shape and, you know, not drinking these sugary drinks and I'm sure he'll be fine. But yeah, you, you, you're right, Steve. You just, there's no way you can not play Zeke. He's, he's their guy. Why do you think they got this deal done today? Cause they know that it's, you know, it's extremely important for Sunday's game. So exactly. Yes, and the other Zeke. day when me and Dan
1: were talking about it, or when me and Kev were talking about it, uh, I even said that, you know, if he gets signed by, you know, Wednesday is basically the cutoff. If he gets signed by Wednesday, you're definitely starting
2: him, period. So he
1: got signed he's by not Wednesday. Learning,
2: he's not learning a new playbook or anything. So I mean he's you know, it's, it's under the same system. It's under it's a team is drafted by it's he definitely he, he'll be in there, he'll be relevant. So um the the other guy on Dallas I wanna to touch on Amari Cooper. Anybody drafted Amari Cooper that's been a little worried about the injury, you know, it was good to hear that he uh he was a full participant. I I don't expect any uh Any setbacks for Amari on Sunday, so I think he'll be good to go. Dallas is, you know, they look like a little bit of a hazard a couple weeks ago, but looks like they're coming together now. As an Eagles fan, I can't stand it, but it it makes for better competition.
0: Yeah. um, What do you guys feel about the Stefan Diggs not practicing today for an undisclosed reason? Do
2: you think you guys uh, have any concern about that at all? It could be anything. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to read into it. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to sit there and try to, you know, think whether it's injury. I mean, it could be sick kid. Who knows? I'm it's, it is what it is. So I'll just wait and listen, hear out for what the news actually is.
1: Yeah. They normally, when they say undisclosed, it's normally, you know, death in the family or, you know, something, something, you know, personal with them. So no, I'm not, I'm not going to read too much into that. Now, if we hear tomorrow, you know what I mean? Uh, pulled hamstring or, you know, something like that, then you got to worry about it. But we didn't hear anything about an injury. It just says undisclosed. So it leads me to believe that something personal happened.
0: Yeah. Um Yeah, it's pretty much it. I will say I like hearing the Evan Ingram news. Um, I think, you know, this is something a lot of us expected. But, you know, to hear them actually come out and say that, and, you know, I think that's going to hold true. I do think he's their best weapon um, outside of Saquon Barkley. So, uh, you know, it was good to hear that um coming from them uh so that should be it for the news i think we pretty much touched on anything relevant dan you have
2: something i I wanted to touch on the giants real quick they uh vegas was they obviously knew that uh i don't know i guess because jones had such a good um preseason but they said that if uh if jones would have been the starter giants odds to win the super bowl would have been slightly better than they are now it actually dropped a tiny bit you know obviously be uh Eli being the starting quarterback i read that earlier i thought that was pretty funny <laughs> we, we're going to see jones i think at some point this year
1: he yeah, showed too
2: he showed he showed too much in preseason and eli is just you know eli gets through a handful of games and then the booze and you know they the chance start and now that they have somebody literally waiting to showcase himself and you know it's it's we're going to you're going to you're going to you're going to hear uh you're going to hear those, those chants for Jones and we're going to see him at some point. So it's exciting.
0: Yep. Yep. So, all right. So we are going to get into our ranks a little bit, talk about some discrepancies or not really even discrepancies, just guys that, um, you know, looking over our ranks, we, you know, each one of us either appears to be a little lower on a little higher on, um, so let's get into it now. We're going to start with our quarterbacks. And I'm going to come to you first, Steve. You seem to be a little bit lower on Jared Goff um, than, than Dan and I. Um, I actually have Goff maybe two spots ahead, so it's not too much uh, just outside of number one. You have him down at 15. Uh, is it just everybody just think everybody's a little bit better, or is it something about Goff this week that you're not really uh, not really in favor of?
1: I just think the Panthers' defense is a little bit better than people are giving them credit for. Um you know, they upgraded that defensive line in the off season. To me, you know, to me it just – it's a home game, you know, for the Panthers. I feel like, you know, the hype of, you know, Cam coming back from last season. I think the defense is going to be super amped for this game. You know, they lost a couple of old vets but brought in some really good, nice, you know, young talent. I just feel like, you know, I feel like it could be – I feel like it could be a situation where – you know, you see a whole lot of this, and and the Rams, I think you see a whole lot of this defensive line getting after this offensive line with the two new starters at center and guard. You know, you know they lose their, their starting center from last year, their starting left guard from last year, and now, you know, we don't know what, you know, Nate Boom and, and, and uh, you know, the other guy, I can't think of his name right this second, but we don't know what those guys are going to bring to the table. You know what I mean? I think combined they have – Something like eight a hundred snaps total in the n f l you know what I mean like it's not it they're not guys that we have ever seen start at a you know a high clip, so to me it just the good defensive line against a suspect offensive line, I think golf could be you know check down Charlie in this game
0: all right so um. I will talk about the guy I'm probably higher on, and I've been highest on him pretty much all all off season, and that's Matthew Stafford. I actually have Stafford at number six. I think that the Cardinals defense is garbage, and the offense that they are going to be running is going to make it even worse. Um, you know, they're gonna be playing a lot of up tempo. You know, it's gonna put their defense on the field a lot. We saw this with the Chip Kelly Eagles and you know yeah, it tires out the opposing defense, but it also can tire out your defense, too, if, uh, you know, if you get three and outs and you keep sending your guys back out there. Um, I do think this will be a little bit of a high-scoring game, so it could be could be a fun game to watch. But, you know, I, I think that Stafford, you know, was just getting a bad rap because of last year. And last year all his, mo- all his parts were moving around. He had Marvin Jones getting hurt. He had Tate get traded, um, you know, just – Familiar targets wound up leaving, and I think he's going to bounce back, especially in Week One against a, a defense that's, to me, is very is just terrible. All right, so Dan, I'm going to get into you. You seem a little low on Jameis compared to uh, Steve and I. Um, Steve, you have him at 12. I have him at four because um, I'm extremely high on him this week. You have him at 15. Um, Talk about Jameis Winston. Uh,
2: Jameis Winston, um, and you know, feelings on him. It actually wasn't intentional. I didn't realize I was that low on him until you guys brought it up. But it was one of those things where I was just playing puzzle pieces and and seeing who I liked with different matchups. And then at the end of the day, when I settled on my on my QBs, um, yeah, I actually I, I I slightly noticed that he was that he was sitting at fifteen because I think I have him you know like ten twelve um, you know pri- prior you know for the yearly ranks, but um yeah i it's it, it was just it was just basically guys that i liked more i don't think he's gonna have a bad week i just uh i'm not low on him i think he'll have a i think he'll have a decent week i was just plugging away with guys that i liked against other teams and even guys that were going even even good you know quarterbacks like your um you know mahomes who's going up against jacksonville and and rogers is going up against chicago who are who are playing against tough defenses but you know, I still had to keep them up there just for the simple fact that they are who they are. I didn't want to drop them too far in my ranks solely because of the defense. I know the defense obviously has a huge part as to what their production is going to be. But, um, you know, if I'm if I'm ranking a guy high in you know, in the beginning of the year, you know, I will drop him because of defense, but I'm not going to drop him, you know, dramatically because of it. So I still had to keep my my core my core guys up there uh, at the top. Uh, for that reason. So, yeah, I mean, I just, you know, started plugging away and putting some guys ahead of him, and that's where he fell.
0: All right. So I am going to surprise you guys a little bit looking at it now and add a couple names to the quarterbacks, considering since we kind of went through that a little quick, and that's actually a good thing. So it gives us a chance to go into some more. Um, So, Steve, Kyler Murray, you have Kyler at five. Um, Talk about your love for Kyler. We kind of already know it, but – Talk about it for this week.
1: Uh, I think that the Lions are going to have a tough time matching up with the speed of this offense. Uh, when you think of the Lions' defense, the strength of their defense is stopping the run. When you put out a an offense that is very high tempo, get the ball out quick, get back to the line of scrimmage, I think that's going to affect the Lions' defense. I think that's going to... Have them in a in a hurry up mode and if Kyler, you know, shows what he showed in the preseason that he, you know, he can be accurate, he can, you know, move around in the pocket, he can get the ball out of his hands quick. I I think that, you know, this offense is going to be something that gives the Lions a little bit of fits. Uh, and I think he's gonna be very good this week. I think, you know, easily you know, I have him penciled in for at least, you know, 50 yards rushing, you know, which we already talked about the rushing floor. You know, and if you're in a four-point-per-passing touchdown league, you know, rushing numbers are super important. And, you know, he could, he could score, you know, with his legs. So, for me, a guy that can score with his legs and throw the ball, like I said, you know what I mean? I have him five in my yearly ranks. And, you know, I just think, you know, four-point-per-passing touchdown, you know, guys that can run are the cheat code and
2: i just feel like
1: this week he's going to be good i I like him a lot
2: well i sure hope he is because in our you know in our fourth and inches uh between the three of us in our in our league that we drafted on wednesday he is i waited on quarterback actually steve grabbed two qbs before i even grabbed my one he actually grabbed lamar jackson literally the same round that i was getting ready to to pick him so uh you know i grabbed kyler he was you know, I was happy with it. I wanted, I kind of wanted Jackson slightly ahead of him, but I'm, I'm act- at the end of the, after I sat down, thought about it, I was really happy I got Kyler. Um, I was not happy that Steve took my, uh, Leonard Fournette, you know, a few picks ahead of me. I've been preaching that's, the, he's the only guy I really had my, literally, I had my pencil just circled around him 14,000 times and Steve went and scooped him up because he knows that in our league, which it's, it's a huge running back league, we're in a, you know, our PPR running backs get 0.25. Um points per carry. So he he scooped him up because Fournette, if Fournette gets 20 carries a game, that's going to be a low game for him. He's just going to be a monster when it comes to touches. But yeah, I agree. I think uh I agree with both of you guys. I think I agree, definitely agree with Kev. I think this game's going to be a shootout. I hope it's a shootout. And I hope Kyler showcases what he's uh you know, what he showcased at Oklahoma that he's worthy of the number one pick. And um you're gonna see Steve, I actually think you'll see fifty yards minimum, maybe seventy-five ish. Maybe a, maybe a rushing touchdown in there. I think I think it's definitely going to be a big statement game for him. I think he wants to make a splash. So we'll see.
0: All right, so Dan, I'm going to stay on you, um, Tom Brady. You have Tom Brady at number seven. Um, talk about your love for Brady this week. He's the goat.
2: Seems like whenever Pittsburgh, whenever Brady and uh, Ben get involved, it it seems to go these games go high. You know, it's. I think it's going to be high scoring. I think it's going to be passing. Um, you know, I think they'll start off with a little bit of. You know, first quarter you might see slow pace and you'll see some uh, some rushing. But I think once the game starts to pick up, these two are going to show why they're you know two of the best to ever play it. And you're going to see you're going to see the air attack. So uh, I like Brady this week. I think Josh Gordon's going to going to show up a little bit. Uh, you'll definitely see a lot of Edelman, but. You know, I think uh, I think Brady has a good game. I think you, you'll see three hundred yards and you know two, three touchdowns out of him. Probably three touch, maybe three touchdowns. I mean, you never know, but that's what I'm that's what I'm hoping for.
1: Yeah, on that on that note, I do want to mention I have Tom Brady at thirteen. I am actually probably going to move him up into where Jameis is at at twelve and move Ra- Matt Ryan down. I just I I just the more I look at it, I don't like Matt Ryan this week in against the Vikings at at Minnesota. So, you know, I agree with Dan. I think I think Tom Brady, we talked about this, you know, in the, in the preseason a couple of weeks ago. We were talking about Tom Brady, and, you know, we kind of went over his numbers, and he has games where he blows up. And, you know, I think the Steelers are going to try to, you know, score some points. You know, I think Tom Brady is going to have to score, so I agree with Dan. Uh, I think he's going to throw the ball a lot at home, you know, with Josh Gordon back. And, you know, I can see... I could see Brady going for 303.
0: Yeah, so I'll talk about the guy I'm probably lower on than you, two. Uh, that would be Cam Newton. Um, to me, this just isn't Cam's week. You know, he's coming off the injury. I mean, it says he's fine. He's not even on the list, but he obviously has the foot injury. He's coming off the shoulder injury. And, uh, you know, the Rams defense, I, they, the, the receiving core for the Panthers is – not elite you know they have a couple solid players in samuel and dj Moore, but i really like to and marcus peters at corner and i think it's just going to be make it a little harder for cam to get the ball out to those guys um i think this is probably more of a christian mccaffrey week i have actually had mccaffrey at number one in my running back ranks um so i think it's just gonna be more of a uh, mccaffrey week um you know and i have cam at 14 so it's not too far down behind you guys but you know, that's kind of my feelings about Cam. and just – this isn't going to be his week. You know, the, the wide receivers just don't match up against those corners to me. All right. So let's move on to our running backs. And, Dan, I'm going to start with you. You are high on Le'Veon Bell. You have Le'Veon Bell this week at number six. Talk about Le'Veon. I uh, –
2: yeah, I mean, it's – I know how high Steve is on Buffalo's. I'm actually high on Buffalo's defense, but I think that if Le'Veon's going to, if he's going to show that he's back for real, it's going to be Week One. You know, I, I think you know he'll he'll get a little a little more content as the season goes on, Uh, but I think Week One, he's um you know I with you know new coach and stuff like that, they're just they're gonna, uh, I think they're gonna ride him. You know, I think they're definitely. I know there's a lot of talk out of. Ty Montgomery getting a lot of work, you know. He, you know, he looked good in preseason, uh, but I think once the game comes down to it, and Le'Veon shows that, you know, he is Le'Veon Bell. It's been a while; we we forget how good Le'Veon Bell is because we haven't seen him in a year. But Le'Veon Bell is a rare, rare talent, both rushing and receiving. So I think uh, I think once you know, once the Jets get a you know a sense that he is you know an an elite running back. They're gonna ride him out and he's gonna have a big week.
1: Um yeah, so I have Le'Veon Bell at fourteen. My thing is I don't think and I said this in the preseason why I didn't want Le'Veon Bell in the first round. I just don't think his running style fits with the offensive line. You know what I mean? With the with the Pittsburgh Steelers, his his running style was, you know, he can hold on to a you know, a lineman's belt, kind of stand back there and find the hole and wait for it. I'm sorry, Tremaine Edmonds against this offensive line, good luck. Like, I just don't think this offensive line is good. You know, I know they added Matt Khalil, which, you know, I mean, Ryan Khalil, not Matt. Matt got cut uh, by the Texans, but Ryan Khalil. But Ryan Khalil didn't look good last year. I mean, if you watch Ryan Khalil, he really took a step back last year in his play. I mean, he's getting older. And, um, you know, with the Panthers, he just didn't look that great. Um, so I don't really think that was a huge upgrade. acleccio Simley is like one of my favorite guards in the league, but last year he also took a step back. So if this offensive line doesn't gel, I think Le'Veon Bell is going to have a really hard time finding holes. And, you know, it's why I have him at 14. I just think, I think this Bill de- Bill's defense is legit. You know, you, you add some of the pieces that they added to this defense and I just, You know, I just think this is going to be. I don't think
2: the Jets. I don't think the Jets are going to have a very good game uh, this Sunday. What about all the checkdowns, though? You don't think he's going to see a monster amount of checkdowns?
1: Yeah, I do. I think he'll. I think he'll catch the ball a lot, but they also have Jamison Crowder to catch checkdowns. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. See, I also don't trust Adam Gaze. You know what I mean? I don't think Adam Gaze is going to use Le'Veon Bell the proper way either. You know what I mean? Like, I. Don't get me wrong. I think Le'Veon Bell is a super talented running back. I just don't like this coach. I don't like this offensive line. And to me, I've, I I just think the Bills, honestly, are just going to run all over them. I think the Bills are just going to torture this Jets team. A
0: little homerism, Steve.
1: <laughs> no, I just – I. it's not even homerism. I just don't think the Jets are any good. I, I mean, I know people are, are hyping them up.
2: I, I'm, I'll agree with you. I don't think they're great, but I do uh... – I do think that, uh, I, I think they're a little better than, than people give them credit for, slightly better than what, you know, some people give them credit for. Cause just because I like Sam Darnold so much, I do not like Adam Gase. I think he was terrible in Miami. I think he's going to be terrible in New York. But, you know, aside from some receivers that could use a little work, I think that, you know, they have two good starting pieces when you, you know, have, when you have Darnold and you have, uh, Bell. So, yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Peyton Manning made that dude. Um, Let's get into David Montgomery, Steve, cuz you are way higher than on David Montgomery. You have him at 16. Um I have him uh down at 25 and Dan has him at 22. So you're you're a good six spots ahead of even Dan. Um talk about how you love Montgomery this week.
1: I just think at home the Bears are going to show off their new toy. I think you know they draft they they moved up in the draft to get this kid. Uh, I don't think the Packers defense is. You know I know a lot of people are saying oh the Packers defense got really good this off season. I need to see that because last year their their defense was not good at all. So I need to see this team come together and play well before I'm going to say that the Packers are a good defense. So, you know I didn't see anything in the preseason that made me think oh yeah the Packers defense. Woo look at that defense. You know what I mean. So. The Bears have one of the better run blocking lines in football. You know they they basically made uh, Jordan Howard a thousand almost a thousand yard rusher last year. I mean he missed it by what a couple yards, um, and I think that David Montgomery is much better than you know than Howard was, and I think. I think tomorrow they are going to give him the ball a lot. They're going to want to keep it out of Aaron Rodgers' hands, and I think David Montgomery is going to get a heavy workload tomorrow, and we're all going to see David Montgomery on the big screen getting a lot of touches. Yeah, I could see it happen. I just don't think
0: that they're going to forget about the the big play machine that that Tyreek Tyreek Cohen is either. Um, so I could see Tariq Cohen getting a lot of passing work. Um, But I do agree. I do think they're going to hand the ball off to Montgomery a good amount just to keep it out of Rodgers' hands. Um, I will get into my guy. I I have Tevin Coleman. Um, I'm way higher on Coleman than you guys. I have him at 20. You guys have him in the 30s. I'm not believing this report that came out, Um, mainly because you don't go out and sign a guy uh when you have, you know, if you're planning on s- starting Matt Brady, you're not going to go out and sign Tevin Coleman and give him more money. Um, you know, the, the depth chart that was released is unofficial. And I feel like a lot of times teams will play games, you know, letting, you know, making the opposing coach think, you know, another player is going to be out there when not. Um this is a situation where I think, you know, Sh- Shanahan's messing around with the opposing coach thinking you know, with Breda. And, you know, Breda might be on the field to start, but I think Tevin Carmen's gonna get a lot more of the work. And against this Bucks defense, he's just gonna run rough shot because the Bucks can't stop
2: anybody. Yeah, the Bucks the Bucks are bad. They're bad on you know, bad on uh stopping the rush, stopping the pass. Um I got Coleman in the you know, the low thirties. Not because I think he's, you know, I, I, th- I do think he's going to get more. I agree with you, Kevin. I do think he's definitely going to get more, uh, you know, couple, he's going to out touch Breda. And I don't really believe the report either. You know, a lot of people are making a lot out of it. But I do think it's going to be, I do think they're both going to get a lot of work. That's the only reason that I like, you know, a lot of guys ahead of him because, you know, a lot of these guys that we have ranked higher, I think are going to out touch them. And I think Breda is still going to, uh, you know, get a lot of carries. He'll, pretty, he'll probably be on the field for the first couple of drives for majority of it. So unless Shanahan literally runs the ball, you know, as much as we've been talking about, you know, which can happen, but you know, for that to happen, maybe they need to get a big lead. Then I don't think Coleman is quite 20s ranking for me. I think you know third, you know, until he until they show what kind of offense that they're going to put out, and we know that Shanahan is a very heavy you know run coach. But uh, I just think that I think the gap is too close between him and Breda. Even if he is going to be slightly, uh, you know, slightly more uh, more used than he is, but I think the gap is too close. So I think I have him, and then Brady like just slightly behind him. Yeah, I've been saying all week. I think this is
1: going to be a high scoring game. So you know, I could see Tevin Coleman having a good game. My thing is, I see him more as a flex than in RB two, like you do. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like you think he's an RBQ, and I just feel he's a flex. Uh, and I, the guys that I have in front of them, you know, I'll, I'll read you the list is Philip Lindsay, you know, Eckler, Sanders, Drake, Cohen, you know, Latavius Murray, Tony Pollard, actually, you know, I need obviously need to revisit that and move him basically out of my ranks. Yeah. Um, I was
0: actually going to talk to you about that. Cause you had Zeke all the way at the bottom. So, yeah,
1: yeah. I got to fix that. But, um, you know, these ranks were put up yesterday and, you know, we're going to revisit them all week until Sunday. So, um, but, yeah, I just I just think those guys that I have ahead of them, I like a little bit better this week. You know what I mean? I like Eckler against the Colts at home. You know, I like Miles Sanders to, you know, get, you know, tw- 12, 14 touches this week. I think, you know, they're going to be blowing the Redskins out. So I think Miles is going to get some work. Uh, Latavius Murray against the Texans, I think, you know, he could get a touchdown in that game. You know, it's just – there's just guys that I like over him, you know, this week. Um, you know, I, I agree with you. I think Tevin Coleman could be, could be good this week, but I have him more as a, you know, low end, low end flex for me this week. than you know, I think everybody else says, I want to see, I want to see what that workload is before I say Tevin Coleman is the guy, because if it is a, you know, 60, 40 split and Breeder is the, the main guy, then, you know, I want, I want Kevin Coleman to prove it to me because honestly, my main thing with Tevin Coleman, you know, and why we differed so much on him last year is because I watched the dude play last year and he just didn't look good. I mean, he wasn't, you know, I didn't think he was anything special, uh, you know, with the Falcons as the lead dog last year. So, and I do think Breida looked really good last year. So compared comparing the two, I thought Brita was the better player last year. Um you know obviously Breida was playing in a much more friendly running back offense than you know Coleman was but you know I I just want him to prove it to me first
0: all right so the only other running back looking at our rankings that I can really see is somebody that I think we you, you need to talk about is you Steve you have Nick Chubb at number 5 we're both in the me and, me and Dan are both in double digits uh, with Nick Chubb uh, talk about Nick Chubb
1: uh i think nick chubb is going to be just gangbusters this season i love nick chubb i moved him up in my ranks i have him i think five in my seasonal ranks uh i have him five this week because like i said i think freddie kitchens had a very simple game plan last year if they were in the lead they ran the ball if they were behind they threw the ball I mean, it, it didn't really, you know, you can just look at the numbers, uh, when they were ahead of, of teams, they got real run heavy. And I don't think that the Titans can match up to this Browns offense at home. I think this could be a blowout. Honestly, um, I have Odell Beckham at two this week and we'll talk about that, but you know, the Titans have two very big problem areas. Their first problem area is they can't stop number one wide receivers and their second problem area is you know they can't stop dynamic running running backs when the game gets late you know they they tire out and it starts to you know snowball for them and i think that's what's going to happen tomorrow so for me you know nick chubb i think easily could have 100 yards and a touchdown this weekend with a second half heavy workload is kind of the way i'm feeling
0: all right so there you have that that is our running backs um yeah, it's actually funny you say that about the wide receivers, man. They 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 really missed on first round. Adoree Jackson. Um, I don't think Adoree Jackson is anything special. Yeah. I saw him get I saw him get beat by backup Eagles wide receivers in their preseason game. So, um, let's get into the wide receivers a little bit. So I'll start it off this one. I am a little lower on Tyreek Hill than you guys are. Um, Dan, you have Tyree Hill at eight. Steve, you have Tyree Hill at eight. Also, I have him at 15. Um, they just said Jalen Ramsey is going to be shadowing him. Um, I think Hill's a good enough receiver. He's going to get some of his work off, but when you had the best cornerback in the league and I think Jalen Ramsey is the best cornerback in the league, in my opinion, um, you know, to me, it's just going to make it very hard for him to have similar games to what he did last year. Um, so that's pretty much it. It's just he's they're they're going against that the one of the better defenses. This defense gave him problems last year um, until the end of the game. So that's more my thing for having Hill a little lower. I have him at fifteen.
1: Uh yeah, for me, I I I could see the shadow. You know how that makes you nervous. You know last year Tyreek Hill. I don't think he had. I actually looked at this. Let me look at it again. But I don't think he had that. They played each other. Uh, and I don't think he had a really good game. My thing with Tyreek is literally one play could make his week, And it's going to be hard for me to ever keep him out of my top 12 because the dude is just so damn dynamic, you know what I mean, with the ball in his hands. Literally, they could give him a reverse and he could take it 80 yards for a touchdown. You know what I mean? And that basically negates, uh, you know, the passing coverage. So for me – you know, Tyreek Hill is probably never going to be outside my top twelve, uh, regardless of matchup, because he has that—he has that one play ability where he could just, you know, one play touchdown. You know that makes you weak. So, you know, I I completely understand the the matchup, and it does make me a little nervous. But, you know, the dude is just just literally a touchdown waiting to happen.
2: Yeah, Steve, you pretty much touched on what I was going to say when i um you know earlier when we talked about quarterbacks and i talked about you know uh, mahomes going against jacksonville's good defense and uh rogers going against chicago's good defense and it's the same thing you know when you have when you have these superstar players they just they find ways to still you know produce even against you know elite elite competition and uh, that's i i just you know i can't take him out of the top 10 because he just has so much so much explosiveness in him and um I mean, I could see him get getting. You know, I could see a stat line of 75 for and no touchdowns. You know, you know, four or five catches, which is not very Tyreek Hill-like. But, you know, this guy can take any ball he has in his hands to the, uh, you know, to the end zone. So, for me, he's still he's still he'll he has that upside. He'll always have that upside regardless of who's you know shadowing him.
1: Yeah. So last year in that game, uh, he was four for sixty-one, and he had two carries for twenty-six yards. So, like I said, you know, I mean, they're they're gonna try to get him the ball and see what he can do with it. I mean, that's not you know in PPR that's a thirteen-point fantasy week, so that's not something that you're gonna be like, ooh yeah, it's pretty exciting. But it's also not going to kill you. You I mean, if your number one wide receiver gets you a thirteen, you're not gonna be like, shit, I hate this guy completely. Reason I lost. Absolutely. So um dan
0: i'm gonna come to you um so I, i'm changing it up on you I more so just talk about the rams wide receivers um you have brandon cooks higher than any of us at, t- at 12 um you have cooper cup at 20 which is lower than any of us and then you have robert woods which is lower than any of us of 25 um talk about your feelings about brandon cooks cooper cup robert woods and your discrepancy because you obviously feel high about rob uh, cooks
2: yeah i mean when we did uh we did our Rams uh you know divisional I I love you know I still like Robert Woods I was I was real high on Robert Woods with his value uh I just I'm not real I'm not low on Cub I think Cub's gonna have a good year I just you know coming off the injury I think it's gonna take him time to um you know to get back into the to the offense I mean I could be completely wrong and he could jump right back in like he did start it last year last year he started off incredible I could totally see that as well but I just I'm I'm more so weighing in on the uh, on the injury factor and you know acclimating himself back with Goff because Goff, you know Super Bowl Super Bowl team they you know he's got that rapport with with cooks and with uh, with Woods and um, you know the more I'm the more I'm looking at it the more I'm just really starting to like cooks a lot more and I think that that he's going to uh, he's going to he's cooks is definitely his guy I don't think anyone's going to you know debate that but I think that he I think that he's gonna have a big year with cooks and I think all three of them are gonna have really good years I'm just for me for week one uh I want to see cup on the field I want to see what he looks like coming off that injury and and then we'll go from there so he's not you know I didn't drop him too low you know I'm not crazy lower than you guys but I'm not giving him that uh I'm not giving him that that you know top 12 top 15 uh leeway quite yet until you know this is a guy that just missed most the last year so until we we see what his uh what his you know reability is into the league then we'll go from there
0: all right steve will fuller you've been hyping up will fuller all you know since we started doing the podcast this summer um you currently have will fuller at 21 um i have will fuller in my 30s at 33 and um dan you have will fuller i believe at 27 so yeah you're way higher you have will fuller as a number two receiver talk about your love for fuller
1: yeah i just think that will fuller going up against new orleans this week um i I like the matchup i think it's going to be a higher scoring game i think deshaun is going to have to throw the ball and you know deandre hopkins is deandre hopkins i have met one you know what i mean i think that You know, the Saints are not going to have issues scoring against the Texans defense. And if that's the case, I think Deshaun is going to be throwing a lot. And the one thing that Deshaun has shown the ability to do is bring his team back. You know, it doesn't matter what the deficit is. He always has his team in it. And I think if he is going to be in this game, you know what I mean, he's going to have to be throwing the ball a lot. So, you know, Fuller to me is a guy that I definitely could see getting – you know, 75 yards and a touchdown in this game, and I don't think that's a stretch.
0: Yeah, I actually am excited for this game too. This game could be really good. Um, you know, that that Texans air attack is could be very lethal this season, um, especially once Kiki gets back. I don't know if Kiki's going to play week one or not. You know, they were always saying he was questionable, um, and I haven't heard anything new. Have you guys heard anything new on Kiki? No, not yet. Nah, So yeah, who knows whether he's going to play or not. Um, but yeah, it, that Texans air, air attack could be really good. If those three are on the field, uh, one more wide receiver I'm going to get into is DD Westbrook. I have DD Westbrook at 23 as as a wide receiver two this week. Um, I do think they're going to be catching up or have to catch up to the chiefs. Uh, You know, this offense isn't going to get slowed down that much. And I'm not really the biggest fan of the Jacksonville offense, but DD Westbrook is a guy that we saw got ultra targeted in the preseason. Um, Nick Foles loves throwing to their slot receiver. He also loves throwing the tight end. Problem is in Jacksonville, they don't really have a good tight end. You have Jeff Swain, who's, you know, coming from Dallas as their backup. So, you know, He's going. To, he looks to the middle of field a lot, and then he airs it out. And to me, this could be Dede Westbrook getting a ton of catches, especially if they got to play catch up. So, um, I really like Dede this week. Um, so let's move on to our tight ends. All right, so Steve, I'm going to start with you. You are highest on Jack Doyle. You have Jack Doyle at number eight this week. Um, talk about Jack Doyle and you know why you think uh, he's going to be so high in your ranks.
1: I just think he's going to get peppered with targets. Um, I think that the Chargers defense is very good at getting after the quarterback. And I think that Brissett is – I think the game plan is going to be get the ball out of your hands quickly. And the guy that he showed the most rapport with in 2017 when they played together was Jack Doyle. I think Jack Doyle is very good in space. I think he's one of the better tight ends of getting open, you know, quickly. And if that's the case, I think that, you know, Frank Wright is a good enough coach to realize that, you know, Brissette can't hold onto the ball as, you know, as much as he did in 2017. He needs to get it out quick. And the guys that he's going to be getting it out quick to are, you know, I like Paris Campbell this week. I like, you know. I like uh, Jack Doyle this week. I think guys that are going to be getting open quickly have the ability to get open quick and then, you know, occasional shots downfield are going to open up this offense. So I think Jack Doyle is going to be one of those tight ends that uh, you can put in your, your starting lineup this week. And you're going to be happy with, you know, his, you know, five for 55 or 60 and, you know, a possible touchdown.
0: Yeah. Um, my only thing with Doyle um, is I just saw um, Brissett have a little more chemistry with Ebron in the preseason, so that's my only thing w- with Doyle. I do still want to see um, how that kind of plays out because you know both of those guys could be relevant in this offense. I mean, I, I they just gave Jacoby Brissett an extension, so something tells me that they're a little. They want to see what Jacoby Brissett has, and they're not. You know, they're not. They're. they're confident that he could be a good starting quarterback. So um Dan, I'll get into you. Um you were really high on TJ Hawkinson. You actually have TJ Hawkinson number eight overall. So talk about your love for TJ Hawkinson this week.
2: Yeah, basically um, you know, same same kind of uh thought process you guys had when you, you know, talked about Arizona and Detroit going into some kind of shootout. And uh I think he's you know I think there's gonna be a lot of I just don't like the Arizona defense either. I'm, I'm with you, Kev. I just don't think they're good. Uh, I don't think they can cover the middle field at all. So I think TJ is going to just chew them up uh, on the inside. I think he's going to get, you know, we're talking about PPR, you know, ranks here and I think he's going to get a ton of targets. He's going to, he's going to see a lot of work and he's, you know, he may not have a huge stat day. He's probably not going to go over hundred yards, but I could definitely see 10, 11 catches and, you know, a touchdown. Maybe, you know. I definitely think he's going to get a touchdown today. I think his first game, first NFL game, he's going to he's going to get he's going to get a TD, and uh, you know he's going to have he's definitely in my opinion going to be a top ten, you know, uh, tight end week one.
0: Yeah, I was actually really impressed with how Stafford targeted him in the preseason, and you know if he if that winds up being you know playing out in the you know into the into the regular season, um, this game could be really good for him to. to you know, really open people's eyes up because not, a lot of people aren't down on the rookie tight end. Um, you know, I actually am high on Hawkinson. I actually have him higher than you. I actually have him at seven. But uh, I noticed that was one of the guys you were really high on, so I wanted to, wanted to get you to talk about him. Um, Steve, you got any thoughts on Hawkinson?
1: Yeah, I, uh, I think that if you watched what they did in that third preseason game, you have to be a little bit excited about, you know, what Hawkinson could be this year because you know if you guys listen to our dynasty podcast we talked about you know some of the guys and Hawkinson was one of the guys that we you know we spoke on Dan had brought it up he said what do you guys think about Hawkinson and I think you know consensus from us three was you know by far the best tight end in this draft you know he could do all three things and I you know made it a point to let you guys know that You know, all the great tight ends in this league can pass, block, and can catch because, you know, it's hard to figure out how they're going to be used in the offense when they can block and, and, you know, run run patterns, you know. So, you know, Hawkinson is, you know, to me, a top three tight end blocking-wise coming into the league. You know, I just, if you watched him in college block, the dude would stonewall defensive ends, like, all day long. And if you watch him in the preseason, he had some pretty good pancake blocks early in the preseason. So, to me, he's one of those tight ends that doesn't ever need to come off the field. And if they, you know, Matt Patricia uses him the way he should be used, he could be really good this year.
2: Yeah, dude, those 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 corn fed Iowa boys, they uh, they like to knock around some boys. They're not they're not out there finessing. I mean, don't get me wrong, you know, Kittle and whatnot. They they're they're super super talented receivers, but. They like to knock around some boys too, so they they definitely play both you know both uh, aspects of the offense.
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure. No offense, seems more like the receiving Evan Ingram type, but uh, the other two, yeah, they are they are hard nosed, straight football players.
2: You see, you, they've they, they've they've had a video. Uh, I mean, if you watch videos of of uh, of Kittle in high school, he was like a stick, and then he got a little bit, you know, put a little size on in uh in iowa and you know was throwing his weight around a little bit and then they had they just i saw a video i think like a week ago of him like bench pressing like 400 pounds or something like that and he is he's not huge i mean he just has a smaller frame so he's not huge but that boy is putting work in and he if he if he doesn't lose any of his speed he is going to be a force at the tight end position because he kind of reminds me a little of like um you know, little Vernon Davis when he was in his prime, you know, we didn't get a whole lot. We didn't get to see a whole lot of Vernon Davis because of his injury. But he was just, you know, he was speed. He was a combination of speed and power.
1: No.
0: All right. So I'm going to talk about Zach Ertz. Yes, this is not a surprise, but I do have Zach Ertz as my number one tight end this week. Um, reason? I advise anybody to go look at Zach Ertz's history against the Washington Redskins. He literally just catches balls and balls and balls against the Redskins. I don't know if they just leave him open. I don't know if they can't cover him, but, you know, I think it was a couple years ago he had like 13 catches for 130 yards or something like that. Like the guy just has huge games against the Redskins. And with Kelsey having a little tougher matchup against the Jags this week, um, i like Ertz to slide into that number
1: one spot for week one. Um. Yeah, uh, I like Ertz this week too. You know what I mean? I have him at four. Um, the only reason I have him at four is because George Kittle's playing the Bucks and Evan Ingram's playing the Cowboys. So to me, I think Evan Ingram's going to be that most targeted giant, and I think Kittle is going to be, definitely be the most targeted uh, 49er. And Travis Kelsey, last time they played the Jaguars, had five for a hundred. So, you know, it's not a matchup that scares me at all. And I'm gonna not lie to you guys, Kelsey will probably be my number one tight end every single week, sixteen straight weeks of fantasy football this year. Yeah, regard
2: regardless of regardless other of other than uh, his bye I, week. <laughs> listen, you know what's
0: crazy, Steve. I remember two years ago you saying that same exact
2: thing about Gronk. <laughs> same exact thing about Gronk. Well, well, when the tight ends dominant, he's dominant. Listen, exactly. I, I when I looked at the matchups, it, I I tried so hard to find every reason to put. I love Kittle against Buccaneers. I think it's going to be, you know, every team that plays the Buccaneers over the last three years. Just you see these monster scores. I mean, these teams just they. It's just. Monster passing. It's yeah, these games are ran up. So I'm like, oh, Kittle's going to go off this week. So I tried every reason to, to to put Kittle number one, and then at the end of the, you know, I was like, we just talked up Kelsey so much. He's consensus number one tight end by far. It's week one. Even though Kittle has a better matchup, you got to stick with your number one, and he is the number one. So, you know, I could I see Kittle having. I could see Kittle and Kelsey, or Kittle and Arts both having a better week than Kelsey, but. You know, rank-wise, it's Kelsey. You know, you can't can't disregard his his ability, and you know, got to keep him number one. And like you, Steve, I probably I'll look at the matchups, but unless Kelsey, you know, through three weeks is just completely crap into bed, he's gonna be he's gonna be in that number one spot. All right, so
0: that is it for tonight's podcast. We have gone through a lot of our discrepancies in our ranks, but remember, if you want to see our full ranks for the week and for the season, you can check us out on our website at www.fourthandinchesff.com. It's dot www. com. You can also check out a bunch of content with articles, blogs, player profiles, and uh, of course, you can subscribe to our VIP
1: access. Until next time, guys. Peace out. Peace out, Later, guys. guys. Real quick, we are going to be doing a YouTube video podcast on Friday, so check out the YouTube, guys, because we are going to start doing every Friday is going to be a YouTube uh, video that we want you guys to go check out. You know what I mean? Click, li- get subscribed. You know, click likes. You know, if that grows, what we're what I eventually want that to turn into is a video breakdown of what we're seeing so you know that's that's coming later but we need to get some subscriptions before we do that we need you guys to subscribe and uh show
2: show show us some love on the youtube yeah and also to where um you know we're starting to do well we've been doing it for a couple of weeks but anybody out there that just you know looking for any kind of reading material whether you're bored at work or taking a minute in the bathroom whatever you know we're doing three blogs a week so go to the website go to the blog section the blogs are going to be constantly put on there, you know, to Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. we all of us each are writing a blog a week. So depending on, you know, when we get it edited and, you know, what games are being being, you know, talked about or whatnot, it's gonna be you definitely have three blogs up there a week. So go check that out too. All right, y'all. Peace. Take it easy. Later, guys.